You're listening to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. If you'd like to interact with us, ask us questions, give comments, give us a text at 502-308-6343. 502-308-6343. Follow and subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook, searching Big Blue Brothers. Also, subscribe and give us a five-star review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers Podcast. I'm Andrew Hobbs, my co-host Stephen, and also my brother, is joining me live via Zoom in Louisville, Kentucky. Stephen, how you doing? Doing wonderful, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, even though I'm so far away from Kentucky here in Utah. Uh, our former co-host, eh, whatever, our former co-host, uh, David, uh, our, our other wonderful brother, is not able to join us this time around, but he has sent me some information that he would like to contribute. It's very good information. Are you ready for this? Doubtful. Go ahead. Uh, he says, go Caps. That's good. That's good. That's great. Well, for those of you that are new to the Big Blue Brothers, again, my name's Andrew. Steven's joining me as co-host. Uh, it's really just a couple of brothers talking about the Big Blue. We're big University of Kentucky fans, uh, especially when it comes to football and basketball. Uh, we like to talk about it. Figured, why not make a podcast about it? And maybe some people would enjoy listening as well. So, Stephen, uh, today is kind of week zero for the college football season. There were a few games that were on TV today. I was out running errands, so I didn't catch any. I imagine you were working all day. So did you catch any? No, I did not. I was working all day um, as well. But it is exciting that college yes, football is. is back. Uh, what What do you miss most about, I don't know, college football season? Because the summer gets into kind of a lull without sports, and sports are great to follow. What What do you miss most about having, whether it's college football or even basketball during the season? Uh, I just miss like, kind of like the excitement, the adrenaline. Um, I mean, especially in college football, you know, every Saturday is kind of a do or die because you lose one or two games, your season's kind of over, I guess. Um, and just, I don't know, It's even last year without the fans, it wasn't the same, kind of like the whole atmosphere. I love the atmosphere game. Um, looking forward to having a couple games this year, especially some of the bigger ones that Kentucky's got. Uh, just to kind of see how everything's going to go. I just it's going to be weird being back in the stands. I went last year to a game at Rupp, and it was just not the same with uh, 3,000 people in a building. It was not the same. It was very boring, to be honest. Yeah. So that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing I missed from last year was the fans. It made games boring. Yeah. No, it I mean, sounds I, weird because you're not there to watch fans. But Yeah, well, I feel that. I even went to – I'm not that big of a, a music person, but, like, I went to a, a concert here in town in Salt Lake not that long ago. And it, I think it was the first time that I had been in like a large crowd of people since all of the COVID stuff started. And there was just, there's some sort of excitement about going to an event with a bunch of other people that are also there for that event. And even though yeah. you're right, that's not the reason you're going is for the people. It still makes it a, a little bit different. Um, so are there any particular games that you plan to go to this season with your uh, posh season tickets? I know we're going to the Florida game. Any other ones you want to make sure that you get to see? I looked at my schedule and the way my schedule falls out. I will go to every home game except, unfortunately, the Missouri game. I'm not able to get off for it in time. Um, I got to work that night until 8. It's a 7.30 kickoff. I tried to get off. I tried every reason in the book to get off. So unless I called in sick, which I don't feel like doing, especially now that I said that on a podcast, yeah, and not, not that my sergeant will listen. <laughs> but, you know, so at least I will go to every other home game uh, as of right now. Oh, cool. I'm jealous. That sounds like a lot of fun. I told Sarah earlier today, I'd like to go to one uh, like uh, University of Utah football game, just because, again, it's fun to go to college right. sporting events. Um, I'm now debating that, going to the Georgia football game as well yeah. at Georgia. I'm still debating. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Now, um, they are going to be back to full capacity at Kentucky, and all of these different schools have been talking about how are they going to do fans in the stands uh, since – there's still, you know, cases of COVID and everything else. Uh, so the way that Kentucky seems to be approaching this from uh, WKYT.com says that uh, regardless of vaccination status, all guests, staff, and vendors are required to wear a mask while they visit any of the indoor areas of UK's campus, including indoor areas within Kroger Field. 
says outside, if you have a vaccine, then you don't have to be wearing a mask. But if you don't have a vaccine, then you do need to be wearing a mask. But here's the kicker, Stephen, and I'll ask you for your opinion on this. It says fans will not be required to show proof of vaccination to enter Kroger Field. Uh, however, in accordance oh. with CDC guidelines, unvaccinated people should wear masks at all times when around others. So basically, they want you to wear a mask if you're unvaccinated, but they're not going to check to see if you are vaccinated. Do you think that's a, a good approach for UK? No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's it. But, just stupid. <laughs> I, basically, I mean, I agree with some of the talk on KSR the other day. It was, I mean, a rule is not a rule without punishment. So. How are you going to tell people, hey, if you haven't been vaccinated, then you need to wear a mask? Well, if they're not vaccinated, they're probably not caring about wearing a mask, so they're probably not going to wear one. So it just doesn't make sense. And you're not going to check it. That's like, uh, hey, the speed limit's uh, 55 right here on US 60 in Louisville, but there will never, ever, 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 ever be a cop on US 60 in Louisville. Well, who's driving 55? This is true. So, it, I mean, what's the point? Yeah, it does seem kind of strange that they would say then that they're not going to uh, enforce it. But you know what? If people want a vaccine, I it. believe that they've been able to get it for quite a long time. So uh, if they've chosen not to, whoever's chosen not to, then that's uh, kind of their choice. And I, like you said, I don't think the people worried about uh, wearing a mask are the ones that are unvaccinated. So it probably won't affect them very much at all. Probably not. Now, another big change that's come to college football that is here to stay, unlike hopefully all of the COVID procedures, because you would think eventually that stuff will go away in decades in the future. Um, but something that is here to stay is the new NIL rules, a name, image, likeness uh, that for all time for college sports, it has been the one rule that you're not allowed to make money as a college athlete. And now that has changed uh, across all 50 states. They have different rules for different states, and the NCAA has given some very vague guidelines. But people can now make money. College athletes can now make money uh, off of their name, image, and likeness. Now, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. On this one, I think you and I had a different opinion uh, because for a very long time, I always thought the argument that players should get paid was a little silly just because to me, they were already getting paid in kind when it came to, they get paid in the fact that they get to go to college for free. If they're training to be professional athletes, which especially a bunch of the guys from Kentucky are, uh, then they're getting top of the line preparation for that career that they're going into. And I didn't see a huge problem with players not getting paid, but with this NIL thing, I think this is the best of, both worlds just because it really doesn't that I thought more about it and heard other people give arguments about it. It didn't make a whole lot of sense for you to say, okay, not only can the, the school not pay you, which is still the thing uh, even under the NIL guidelines, but also this idea that you're not allowed to make money in the same way that any other college student would be able to, or any other person would be able to like, if I could get someone they never would. But if I could sign something with my name that had my picture on it and somebody would buy it for some strange reason, that would be perfectly legal. But just because this person is a college athlete for a Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three school means that they're not allowed to do that. So I think that this is a wonderful change uh, with them being able to have the name image likeness. Uh, I think it'll definitely be, like a lot of people have said, kind of the Wild West for these first couple of years. What, what do you think about this change where now players are making money uh, off of their name, their image, and their likeness? Uh, I think it's good. Um, <clears throat> I don't think the players should be paid necessarily. Uh, schools, I feel like their payment is kind of the uh, tuition they're getting. But I don't, think <clears throat> I don't think there's anything wrong with them using their own name, image, and likeness for money because uh, anybody else in the world can do it. So why are you restricting college athletes, like you said? So I think it's great. I think it's uh, it's a fine line they got to watch uh as we're probably going to find out with memphis um with their two big recruits they got but <laughs> where didn't fedex just like decide that they were going to pay them and then they came rumor is they were told they'd be paid they'd get a million dollar contract if they came to memphis so gosh i mean that might make it go to memphis yeah right it's a <laughs> uh fine line you got to float but you know i think it's good for the kids uh i thought it was pretty neat to hear that the kentucky basketball team was going to do it as a team this year not as individuals um, just because I've got to kind of show a little bit of team camaraderie, because obviously you're 
your stars are going to get more money. You know, your tie ties, your Davion men's. Um, but to see them kind of want to bring everybody along in the same boat was kind of cool. Well, that that's a question I have for you. Uh, do you think, because a lot of what people have said that might be negatives of NIL is this fact mm-hmm. that you've got star athletes are going to make a whole lot more money than, you know, someone that's not, and that that might cause some issues with team chemistry. Do you think there's anything to that? No, no, because no matter, no matter what level of basketball or sport you play, I should say, everybody knows when somebody is the better player. Um, and you know, when you're in the pros, you get paid more. Uh, but even up until then, you get to play more. So obviously if you're playing more and you're a better player, you're going to make more money. It's just a simple fact of it. So it's not a it, – if somebody's uh, butthurt about it and makes it an issue, then they're not a good teammate anyways, and you know I'm on your roster. So. And, and even if you get down to like a high school level or college even before the NIL, the social capital of usually the more popular people on campus, whether it's a high school or whether it's college, are those that play and are really, really good yeah. – Life's not fair. That's going to be part of yep. it anyways. And I think you're right. You yep. just got to work on that. Now, let's well, and the, the stars are still going to get the more media treatment. It's not like yeah. Lance Ware goes to a press conference and they're like, hey, Lance Ware, you're here. Let me talk to you for 15 minutes and I'll just give uh, Ty Ty Washington 15 minutes. Look, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. Uh, now, I do want us to play uh, pretend here for just a second. And let's pretend that you and I were both college athletes and we suckered something. I mean, I could have been, but you couldn't. Well, this is true. So I suckered somebody into letting me have a scholarship for a college to play a sport, which is uh, just very scary for those people. Anyways, if if you had uh, you you were a college athlete and you got to sign some sort of an endorsement deal, you've seen these different people that have done, um, I don't know, endorsement deals for like uh, chicken restaurants or for a tea company and for different things like that. Taking aside the money for a second. But if you could sign a uh, an agreement or a contract to be a spokesman for some sort of a company, and basically it just meant that you got whatever service they provided for free, uh, like if you were to do it for Chick-fil-A, that means you just could eat Chick-fil-A for free anytime that you want. What, uh, what company do you think you would want to be the spokesman for so that you got to use their stuff for free? Do I only get one company? What? Uh, I mean, you can give me a top three, maybe <laughs> all of them, Ooh, and then you can three. just go around and <laughs> yeah, there you go, all or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally would do Under Armour. Um, love all their gear, so getting all the free equipment. Um, I guess though, if you're an athlete, I guess you tend to get that. But let's just say for Under Armour, uh, I like Chick Fil A, but I'd also have to go with some. You got to give me a steak company somewhere that's got good steaks because I like yeah. these steaks. Jeff Ruby's would be good. There we go. There it's a go. local one too. Throw it at Jeff Ruby's. <laughs> there we go. I'll take it. Well, I mean, uh, Jeff Ruby and uh, Chick Fil A and uh, Under Armour. If you're listening to this I'm podcast, here. you I'm know Stevens here. You can sign a deal with him. I think a, a second ago I was thinking I'd love for it to be like an airline, so you just get flights for free. But if you were in that situation, you'd be a college student, not really having much time to travel <laughs> except with the team. That's anyway. kind of like what the Under Armour thing, though. So I guess I don't know. Yeah. So in my life now, it would be that. Otherwise, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, because you decided to move all the way across the country. This is true. Yeah, makes it a little bit harder. But I'm excited to come You're back the for that. Florida one game. now. Uh, not for long, though, as uh, a brother will be moving at some point in the future, uh, much further away than I. But uh, all that being uh, b- beside the point there. So uh, it, we're not getting deals. But if we did, that would be that would be pretty cool. Speak um, for yourself now. Well, that's true. I mean, you've got you, you, I'm sure you have all sorts of contacts. You probably already have a deal yeah. with Under Armour. You know, you're just they want you to be it. you want them. To, they, they want they you to be the face of your company. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, let's move now, Stephen, into, uh, this football season that's coming up. I've got picks. David didn't just uh, contribute go cats. He also picked these games for us here. Um, but I'd like to go through game by game, uh, of the season for us to tally up what we think the final record will 12 be dubs, 12 dubs. Well, all okay. the way. well, I was thinking we need to have some sort of a competition for this and it not just be randomly picking things, uh, okay, that, uh, so we're going to we put on the line. I don't know. What 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 do we need to put on the line? Fifty dollar gift card. Fifty dollar gift card. That's great. The two losers can put up twenty five a piece. I mean, great. I would say two losers do fifty a piece. 
but I don't know if you guys want to hang with that. So let's let's do. And it's just me and you voting, and David has to just ride with whatever we pick because he's not here. That's true. I was gonna say we're making an executive decision, so I'm good so with 50. the fifty apiece. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Well, what happens? Get though, gift cards. But here is the problem, though. I just see that if if we end up picking the same record, then how do we do? And so I guess it would be based on the games that you score, got right. Score of no, or we just go score of the final game. Score of the final game. So if it's come down it's to tie, the end, yeah, then we'll do score the of the final game. game. Okay, the bowl game becomes a score. I like it. I like this very much. Fifty Side piece. Note, before we start this. Yeah. Why do you have four egg cartons behind you in this video? This is uh, because I don't know. Uh, so there is a, a, a girl at the church that uh, I, I teach Sunday school at that's in my Sunday school class. She's an elementary kid that they have chickens at their uh, house here in Salt Lake City. And she has a little business to where she sells uh, chicken eggs. And they've told me before that they're always looking for egg cartons. So I've gathered them for that partially. But I've also heard that if you want to be low budget, whenever it comes to uh, treating your room for sound, doing studio type stuff, that egg, egg cartons carton. work for that if you put them up. So I'm deciding between those two things. But yeah, either cheap broadcasting or trying to help out uh, one of the kids that are in my Sunday school class. <laughs> those are the reasons. I'm sorry to distract okay. you with the egg cartons. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So, uh, David, hopefully you're listening and you realize. Uh, actually, I feel like I should just pick David for uh, us losing every game instead of what he actually told Deal. me. Deal. So that he we know. <laughs> I have. There's no proof. He has no proof that that's what it was. So. Now I've got a 50% shot of, of winning this. All right. So let's start with the first game that we have coming up uh, on Saturday, September 4th. Kentucky's playing. Oh, yes. University of Louisiana at Monroe, ULM. Uh, mine's a win. David's is a win. Steven? Lost. No. <laughs> right, this is great. I'm, I'm winning this money. Straight, <laughs> straight dub. David also straight picked dub. a loss, is just for the record. Just kidding. Um, all right, second week, we've got the University of Missouri. This is a really big game for us uh, because Missouri – I'm very is salty that I would not be at that game. Very yeah, salty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm going to pick a win for that. David picked a win too. Steven? Give me the dub. All right. Uh, Chattanooga, I've got a win. David's got a win. What for you? Give me that dub. All right. South Carolina, I've got a win. David's got a win. What about for you? Give me that dub. All right. Here's the first one that we have a loss, according to David. University of Florida, the one that you and I are going to. I uh, can see us losing this game, obviously, because they're pretty good. But I am going to be hopeful and I'm going to say that we're going to win because I'm going to be there and you're going to be there. And that's a lot of good juju and that's got to count for something. Let's say the last time we were both at a game, we lost to Southern Miss. So <sighs> is that the last time? That's the last time me and you went to a football game together. The Southern Miss loss at home. That, that was, that was after we went to one that we played Tennessee at home and we won. Oh, you're right. Yeah, we did go to that one. Never mind. Is Never that mind. the last so one? We're that good. We went we're good. Yes. That's all right. Nice. Yeah, that was the me, you, David, Allen, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. See, we're on a, a winning streak here. All right, I think a win. What? What's yours? I'm calling a double digit win, boy. Really? We're gonna get Florida. We're getting okay. a ten point dub. All right, there you go. Um, next week is LSU. Uh, I have to check. I think David has a loss there. Uh, what yeah, do you have loss for David. I am going to say. Well, this. See, now this is different from what I thought because we're. We're betting. I want to make sure that I know what I'm actually doing. <laughs> what David um, picked a loss? Let, yeah, David picked a loss. I'm going to say we beat LSU. I'm saying we win. The problem is I know you're going to pick Georgia as a loss, and I got a feeling you're picking Mississippi State as a loss. Well, do you want to know I don't what I'm think gonna... you're going to – you're let's, not going to say we're going 11 and one. Let's do, let's do th these three together. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. No, David no, has no, his no, losing. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. No, fine, no, fine. no I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want, I don't want any advantages over here. <clears throat> let's see. That would put us at five and oh, going into LSU at home. We're picking each game, right? It's not overall record. Like, is it right? What do you mean? The bet is based on each game. So if I were to pick a loss, if I picked a loss on a game that you all picked to win and we end up, well, never mind. 
Well, see, I was I'm, thinking I'm overall record, I'm gonna and say, then I was going to say that the tiebreaker was we could go back if we had the same record to go back and see. Well, I guess that wouldn't make sense. Never, it's overall record, and then we'll do the bowl game afterwards. Okay. I don't want to pick. <laughs> I'm going to say. We've got a podcast to finish here, Stephen. <laughs> I'm going to say a win for now. I don't like it. Does this right. have to be a final? Yes, this is it. Right. I reserve the right to time. change this pick before we finish this selecting of games. So go ahead. Okay. That, before we finish this selecting of games, it's fine. All right. Uh, David had a loss for that game. Georgia, I've got a loss. David's got a loss. What say you? I've got a loss. Okay. I want to flip those, by the way. That we win at Georgia and we lose. And lose at LSU. We lose with LSU. I, I mean, want I'd, to flip that. I'd rather badly. have that. <laughs> I don't think so that's, that's happening. What, that's what I was saying. If it's overall record, I'm going to flip them just to be try to get bonus points. But okay. Gotcha. All right. Believe that is. Mississippi State. Uh, David's got to win. I'm actually going to say, since I picked this winning lost. against LSU, and you we, get, we get beat down by I Georgia. I told you. See, I, I told you. I told you that's what you going to pick. We're going to – I think we can beat LSU and Florida, but I also think it's Kentucky football, and it's a long season. We're going to drop a game that we wouldn't necessarily expect, and Mississippi State's decent. So I think we lose this game to Mississippi State. No, we win in that game. Ain't even doubt. Okay. Tennessee, David's got to win. I've got to win for that one. What say you? Blow them out. All right. And then Vandy, I've got to win. David's got to win. What say you? We squeak by with a dub. We blow out Tennessee and then we squeak by Vandy. With we never blow out Vandy. Look, when's the last time we beat Vandy by more than two touchdowns? We never know, do. But it's they always suck. a close one. We should. Okay. It's always a close one. All right. New Mexico State. David's got to yeah, win. I've got to win. That's a game I'm going to go to if I'm off that weekend. I'm going to Vandy. Okay. What do you say about New Mexico State? That's a win. All right. And then Louisville, David and I both have us winning that last game. What about you? Well, I can't pick yet because I got I to gotta rethink my other one. I'm going to flip it. We lose to LSU, and we beat Georgia. Lose to LSU, beat Georgia, and then uh, now you've got your final pick with Louisville. What happens with Louisville? Oh, we are blowing the doors off of Louisville. Gotcha. So, so really, we might have to come back and revisit how this bet is done because you and I, I end with the same record. No, wait, you have 11 and no, 1? I have 11 and 1. All right. Well, I'm, I feel very confident. I, I feel most confident I like about that. David's picks, actually. <laughs> But, Can I change mine now? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The right now is the last chance you have to change it. What do you have? We're going to lose to Georgia. I do like your drop one rando, although I just don't know because I don't think Mississippi – I almost want to say lost to LSU and Georgia, but I'm just going to stick with just Georgia. We're going to go 11-1. and one. All right. You've got 11-1. Positivity. I've got us at 10-2. and two. I'll be honest. I don't feel super confident about that. David's got the best chance. Of he does. Three. David's going to win this money, and he's not even on the podcast. This sucks. <laughs> okay. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. Let's I not tell him we anything about it. We were going to – he picked a loss to South Carolina. I heard him say that night when I was playing <laughs> I'm games with him. I'm with you. I'm he with told you. me lost, so he has eight and four. So here's here's David, what I'm you saying. Don't have eight and four. Speak up now. If he, nothing. Okay. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, now I do think if David doesn't say anything about the bet and we get to the end of the season, unless if he wins, we tell him nothing. If he loses, we let him know about it. Right. He has he, to send a group text that he acknowledges it. Exactly. Because if he's not listening, we've got troubles. And nobody's can... listening. <laughs> Positivity, Stephen. Positivity. Okay. So eleven and one, eleven we, and one. It's it's great. Eleven and one. I've got ten and two. That puts David's you in the playoffs. Something. It'd be yeah. <laughs> You're very confident here. Would be the SEC championship game. <laughs> You're very confident here, Stephen. That's great. Playing Alabama. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of those reasons for positivity. Uh, first, with uh, the quarterback position that we have this year. Going into camp, we had a three-way battle. Uh, Will Levis, a guy that was coming in from Penn State, Bo Allen, a Kentucky kid, and then Joey Gatewood, who had transferred from Auburn earlier in the year, or uh, I guess last year, the year before, one, two. Um, they all three battled it out, uh, ended up Will Levis came in first, Bo Allen was second, Joey Gatewood third, and he transferred away to Central Florida. What? I don't think that's how it came out, by the way. What do you mean? I think Gatewood is second. They told him, or they're telling the public, he was third to allow him to transfer easier. That could make sense. What What do you think? First off, well, I guess let's talk Gatewood first, since you just mentioned him. What What do you think about 
his decision to transfer? I mean, I get it, especially when they're able to transfer like that. Um, it, to me, it's a little bit of a bad look, I guess, but I understand it. Yeah. So I'd probably do the same. I mean, I don't know if I'd do the same thing, but I understand people doing it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, why I say he had to be third because if he had been second, it's hard for me to say you should transfer as a number as a number two quarterback, even though only one quarterback gets to play. Just at Kentucky, based on the history where one of them usually gets hurt, that's why I think they put him as third, just so that it was kind of like, a, hey, you're way down the list. Go ahead and bounce. That could make sense, and I do think that they, whether that was the case or not, they handled it in a very kind way uh, for. Right him to allow him the ability to to move on there if he wanted to um i do though something that was interesting is he's actually uniting back with his coach from uh auburn gus malzahn and then darren henshaw who was at kentucky for a while is also down there um i also saw uh, that according to to nick roush's uh or nick roush at ksr that he will have immediate eligibility to be able to play um, Do you follow Nick Roush? Well, no, it was just on KSR, and so I looked up is what oh. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he he will be immediately eligible. Um, however, it's not super likely, again, that he's going to play. He's going to be in the same situation that he was at, at Auburn and at Kentucky. They, they've no, got – He'll start down there. I don't know, though, man. They've got a pretty good he quarterback, will. according to the, the stats that they have. They already have a, a starter, Dylan Gabriel, that's coming yeah. back from last year. He was the nation's top-ranked passer in 2020 throwing for 357 yards per game that's a lot of numbers i know that i mean central florida is probably not playing super top competition um, yeah but gus miles on this is his first year down there it's it's that was a hey you come here you're starting move especially to get a media eligibility if he wasn't gonna if he wasn't gonna start they wouldn't fight for media eligibility he's starting well i don't know that, that there was talk of the, the that maybe he'd be kind of like a I don't know. He'd play in specific spots whenever they needed, you know, some running or something like that. But we'll see. I'll make you a side bet of five dollars. He starts game one. That's okay. I just the one bet's good for me. I don't. I don't need to, <laughs> to go anymore here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of on the same page with you. It not a great look for him, but you got to do whatever you think is best for uh, for you as you're moving forward. So best of luck to him at Central Florida. Um, what confidence do you have in our top two quarterbacks and specifically our QB one, Will Levis, coming into this year? I mean, from all accounts from everybody, I mean, I've never seen a kid play. Uh, just the highlights of him, he's definitely got a can of an arm. He's not the most mobile, but he is a little bit. Um, big body kid, looks like he runs people over. So I'm excited about him. Uh, I know Bo Allen had all the hype come out of high school. Uh, so I'm just excited to be able to sit back and watch somebody throw a football and maybe complete a pass because, my goodness, it's been three years since we've been able to complete a pass because last year Terry didn't do anything with it. The year before he had hurt and we had Bowden, so and, I'm just excited running, to see some passing. And our running game has still been successful, which it had to be for us to win any games, and you just got to figure that if we could complete a forward pass – then our running game would open up even more uh, for Chris Rodriguez Absolutely. and whoever else. So I think that that would be a great deal. Um, Which will help. The running game will help, I think, because early on I think teams are going to still dare you to throw the ball. Yeah. So if those first two games, um, the Ch Louisiana Monroe and Missouri, if you can kind of open it up a little bit, maybe hit a couple deep shots and kind of almost come out throwing the ball heavy, especially in that first game, you're going to get people to not load up the box, which is going to make that offensive line and that running back dangerous. Yeah. Now, I do think that we can get a little too excited about Will Levis and think that he's the the next great thing. Uh, you heard some, you know, people talk about that he's just going to be amazing, which I hope he is. He, he's only thrown about 100 passes in his career. He didn't have the starting job. He only started one game at Penn State. Uh, but hopefully he's going to come in and do some great things. Now, quarterbacks are only as good as their offensive line, which fortunately for him, Ours is fantastic, uh, but they're also only as good whenever it comes to passing as their wide receivers. Now, we've added Wondell Robinson from Nebraska, who's going to be a huge star, I would think. Uh, Josh Ali is back from last year. What what confidence do you have, even if Will Levis is uh, a superior passer like we're hoping that he is, what confidence do you have that our receivers get open and they catch the ball whenever it's thrown to them? Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think – I. I think with Josh Ali, you know you've got a guy that can catch the ball. You know you got a guy that can make plays. 
he was just a double team of him all the time. The defense just basically knew, man, if we stop Ali, then they're not going to throw it. And they knew we couldn't get over top of him and throw the deep ball because Terry Wilson couldn't do it. So they didn't have to worry about it. Now you've got a guy uh, you can put opposite of Josh Ali to stretch the defense wider. Plus, you know, him and Wandell can both go over the top to go deep. There's this uh, walk-on freshman that supposedly is a speed runner, um, just absolutely lightning fast. If you could put him as a third option, and obviously Will Levis has proven he has the arm to throw it deep if he can get the touch figured out, <clears throat> which according to highlights in the scrimmages, he's got it. I mean, that just opens up the offense. Then you throw in if we could ever somehow magically throw to a tight end position ever in this history of this program. Uh, you you got some studs out there, and that's that's why I think I'm so optimistic about it. Is I think the offense is good enough to compete with the high level teams, uh, and the defense I think is going to be solid enough if you get a defensive line rush. We obviously have the linebackers. I think we've got the DBs for sure. It's just all about that uh, defensive line to put some pressure on the quarterback. I think we can. I think we can really get after people, and I I think. I do think this will be the year Stoops kind of lets go of the – I don't know how much it was Stoops and how much of it was Eddie Grand. Just the run left, run right, run middle punt, run left, run right, run middle punt. I think he's going to let Liam Cohen kind of kind of let it fly this year a little bit because I think he has to to start getting some points. Yeah, you said several things that I want to talk about. How much of that do you think, though, you said it could be Stoops, it, it, it could have been uh, Eddie Grand. But also, could it have been Terry Wilson? I mean, you want to throw the ball whenever yeah. we had it in you're the right. past. But if if it's going to get picked off or you're going to throw it way over somebody's head, I don't – or if the guy's going to make one read and then tuck and run, not to right. to to bash the guy. He did great for us whenever he was here. He did a lot of you know good things. But I, I just don't know. I, I think really the, the quarterback – might have just been the the missing piece to, to have someone that you can trust enough to call the plays to go downfield because otherwise it, you know you can have success with running the ball and then whenever you try to throw it it just puts you further behind the chains because either it's an incompletion or you get a sack or you know some play gets blown up I think that really that quarterback could be the missing piece because I have confidence like you said in Josh Ali and uh and Wondell Robinson at least the two of them um so I don't know. I think maybe I think it was a combination of all of those things. But ho I'm hoping that it was uh, more the the offensive coordinator and or the QB, um, you know, than Stoops because Stoops is still here and we've got a new quarterback and we've got a, a new offensive coordinator. I agree. I think it was kind of a combination of things. You look at him when Cincinnati and he was letting it fly all the time. Uh, so you know that's got to be a little bit of a change. I hate to pile on. Uh, Terry Wilson, but even if you go back to the year we went ten and three, he wasn't he wasn't throwing the ball a lot, and it was that one was a run the ball, play some really good defense, and then just kind of hang in there a lot of those games. Now I think you've got a I think our offense is going to start opening up more, and they're just going to kind of I think they're just really going I think they're going to get after it honestly. I just I think they want to start putting some points on the board, kind of throwing the ball around. Um, and seeing where we can go with it. Which is what you need if you're going to have an 11-1-1 season like you think we're going to. So you're going to need you're to score right. some and I, points. And I, I do think that a lot of that is I, – I, I just really – I'm really expecting this wide receiver core and quarterback to really kind of bust out. I think, I think last year we averaged like 115, 120 yards a game passing. I'm, I'm fully expecting this to be a 225, 230 a game. I, got, I think we're going to start throwing the ball. I would love to see that first game come out and have over 300 yards passing. Just let it fly. You know, maybe it's Bo Allen a little bit at the end. You know, I'd like to – it'd be cool, I think, to get up big, put Bo Allen in for the fourth quarter, the whole fourth quarter, and let him sling it around a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And get ready for Missouri and just go pound Missouri. Which, yep. by the way, that was one game I almost picked for a loss. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not. That would suck. Um now I want to know what what do you think is the the biggest strength and the biggest weakness and or if you want to put a positive spin on it question mark uh, for this coming year uh, for Kentucky I think probably our biggest strength is uh, the combination between the run game and uh, the offensive line I think we've shown over the past few years even whenever teams stack the box against us because we can't complete a forward pass 
uh, that we've still been able to run in those conditions. I'm really excited about Chris Rodriguez for this year and some of the guys backing him up. I think that that's going to be huge success. And then for me, the question mark is uh, really going to be a combination of the the quarterback play with also will our wide receivers catch the ball. But more for me, I guess, is Will Levis going to be able to do more than our quarterbacks have for the last decade, which is not a whole lot when it comes to the passing game. What about for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm definitely with you on that. The biggest strength I think is going to be our offensive line, um, running backs. I think second to that could be our linebacking unit. Uh, I think there's a couple, there's a freshman that they say is pretty much uh, becoming a stud. Uh, I honestly think our biggest question mark is going to be our our kicking game. Yeah, I don't know if we have it. We have a new punter this year. It's supposed to be the same rugby style punter, but that was such a weapon for us the last three years. Um, being able to just always know you can pin guys deep. Um, you you knew you were going to flip the field. You don't have that this year, and we haven't had a kicker since Austin McGinnis left. We, I mean, he saved a lot of games for us that ten and three year. We haven't had that since then, so it's it's just going to be interesting to see how much how much we can get of that back. I think that's a huge point that you made there because really that's it. Kicking is something you only think about whenever it sucks. And we've been fortunate in the punting game that Max Duffy was been so great for the past past few years. I think he's got his own uh, podcast with somebody else that they're doing uh, that KSR is putting out. We don't, we don't, we don't put out. Other people's I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't find it yet. I wanted to listen because uh, he's, he's Australian. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, but anyways, hopefully this guy that's uh, coming after him is going to be uh, good too, but you're right. We really not having a kicker like Austin McGinnis uh, has hurt us in the past couple of years. Do you think that there's going to be that much of a change with Liam Cohen coming in as the new offensive coordinator? Yes. In, yes. what, in what way? Well, one, uh, just watching a little bit of film that I've seen from the little bit I watched, uh, we actually we don't clap anymore to snap the ball. Which That's I good. That's frustrating when we do that. I get so sick and tired <laughs> of hearing the clap. So the video I watched, I know Freddie Maggard put out the other day, or after the first scrimmage was something effective, like it's uh, heavenly to hear a cadence back in Kentucky football. Um, we're also going to go under center. We haven't gone under center in since Eddie Graham was there. So I don't even know if we did it before Eddie Graham. Uh, I don't even know last time we went under center. Which you know what? Much. I hope that what that does for us is it fixes the frustration we had. We have a great running game, and we have for the past few years. But whenever it came to short yardage, short yardage situations, no more on a, yeah, on a third down or a fourth down, we struggled because we never went under center. So when it came time for us to go under center in a goal line stand, it wasn't well, possible we or they didn't know what we, we, we were did. doing. We never did. So we just went wildcat every time. And that just and then we'd always run that little fake motion and never hand it off to them. So it was like, why are you even doing this? You're not doing anything. So under center, hopefully pass the ball a little bit more. It's cool that he's coming from the NFL, having some of that experience. Um, so I'd, I'm i excited for him as well. Um, a couple of uh, off-the-field type things, one for Kentucky and then one for that school that's up the road that I wanted to talk about uh, just uh, briefly. Um, but we do have this issue, and there's been a couple over the offseason of some off-the-field uh, troubles with uh, Kentucky players with the football team. Um, according to uh, Kentucky.com, six University of Kentucky football players were charged with burglary, uh, and they're not currently with uh, the team as of right now. Um, the the players, R.J. Adams, uh, Juton McLean, and Andrew Phillips, Ernest Sanders, Vito Tisdale, Joel Williams, were charged with first-degree burglary in Fayette County. Uh, Tisdale was charged with the first-degree wanton endangerment. Um, uh, it comes from a March 6th incident where uh, apparently or they're accused of uh, having some sort of an altercation uh, with some guys from a fraternity, Alpha Sigma Phi, on UK's campus. Um, they had been suspended previously for 11 weeks in the spring. Uh, the school did its own investigation, thought that there wasn't any big problem. Uh, but now it will go before a grand jury um, coming in the coming weeks. I don't think that there's a date set for that yet. And a grand jury will just decide whether or not there's enough evidence for them to go to an actual, um, trial. 
lots of back and forth, really just he said, she said uh, at the moment. Not great when you have this kind of news that's in the, uh, you know, the news about some of uh, Kentucky's players off the field. Again, in our system, innocent until proven guilty, uh, but they will go before a grand jury. Um, really not as much of a question, Stephen, on what do you think happened? Because obviously neither of us were there. We're not involved in, uh, you know, those things with, with students and, and stuff like that. Uh, but what effect do you think this has on the team? Um, do you think that it shows, you know, a lack of control that Stoops has over the team because of this and a couple other things with, um, you know, coaches and, and players over the past year or so? Um, does it cause you any any cause for concern? Uh, I think the only cause for me for concern is you got a, a couple players, um, the McLean and Tisdale, that we're going to be Tisdale probably a starter and uh, McLean probably second or third string and a pretty big piece of the puzzle. Uh, kind of just out in limbo now. You're not sure if they're going to play or not, so that could hurt uh, depth wise. Maybe not so much at running back, but his deal, especially in the defense. So that does suck. Um, but I don't think it shows a lack of control, institutional control. I think people got to realize football programs have so many players on them. You're not going to be able to watch these players all the time, and you're not going to – their stuff's going to happen. It's just nobody focuses on other schools that do it. Every school focuses on their own, so it yeah. just kind of happens. Yeah. I really – I mean, uh, obviously it's – unfortunate that uh, there's this allegation and, and hopefully whatever the truth is, people, whoever was responsible, get punished for it and things of that nature. The only concern that I think that I would have would just be if, you know, a couple of these kids or even all of them end up, um, you know, uh, getting found guilty for something might cause a little bit concern just for the fact that the university went through a process where they, you know, investigated things, didn't see any big issues with it and then moved on. Um, but it's a legal thing. Legal process will take care of it and everything else. Now, another one that's a little bit more lighthearted because it's more fun to talk about other uh, team shortcomings than it is for our own um, is ABC News uh, with uh, ESPN was reporting that Louisville Cardinals suspend men's basketball coach Chris Mack for six games for his role in an extortion case. Uh, he'll be ex um, he'll miss six non ACC games, including the two games that are in the Bahamas. Uh, November 8th through November 27th coming up this year. He also has to forfeit $221,000 in compensation, according to the school. Uh, Vince uh, Tyra, uh, the athletic director at the University of Louisville, essentially said uh, that we've had problems in the past and we want to stop it now. Says that he will have um, full confidence, or he says we will have all confidence in Chris Mack moving forward after the suspension. Um, this stemmed from a situation where he and an assistant coach got into an argument. Um, assistant coach said he was going to go to the media with some uh, supposed allegations against the uh, University of Louisville for uh, recruiting violations. Um, FBI got involved. This assistant coach, um, I believe, also is getting punished by uh, the FBI. Will be on one year probation and a ten thousand dollar fine. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this FBI getting involved yet again with Louisville? Uh, Chris Mack will be out for six games, uh, for his role in this extortion case. Do you happen to listen to the audio file that got dumped? I did not know. Mostly Dino Gaudio talking, but, uh, I just, <clears throat> I, that school just keeps on giving, man. I, there was a, a young feller today. I saw at work today. He came in with a, uh, Louisville Cardinal shirt that said awesome on it. And I was like, hey, little buddy, you need got a, got the wrong shirt. You need a different shirt, buddy. You should be embarrassed to wear a shirt like that. Uh, I just don't know how these these people still cheer. I mean, I, I, I'd be a Kentucky fan, I guess, if it happened to us. But, boy, it's just one thing after another. And good good on them, man. Just keep giving us all the good, the good news you give us, I guess. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know what you feel about this. But I, I feel a little bit bad for Vince Tyra that's the uh, – athletic director there at Louisville with all of the stuff that he came into trying to fix it. And then after, you know, the issues with Patino off the court, on the court, recruiting violations, uh, people coming into the dorms, everything else. Now you've got, you know, you're supposed to restart with Chris Mack uh, and another, it's the, an extortion case with the FBI. Like it's just it doesn't seem to stop. Uh, and for that guy, you wonder, does he like his job <laughs> having to deal with this stuff? Yeah, but at the same like time, the time, it's kind of one of those, like, same time, though, it's just a, you know, he knew what the program was when he took it. And then 
from all it sounds like Chris Mack up in Cincinnati wasn't the most well-liked person because he was kind of a jerk. So you kind of get what you ask for. This is true. Well, like you said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, let's go ahead and finish our podcast uh, today and for this week with previewing our opponent for uh, the very first week, University of Louisiana Monroe. So Louisiana Monroe, um, they are bad and very bad. Uh, some fast facts about them. They're from the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, they're in Monroe, Louisiana. And it's a good thing that we're not competing against them in water skiing. Stephen, you may not know this, but they are 29 times national champions in water skiing. Most of any team in the NCAA. So, you know, they have that going Fantastic. But football, they're very bad. They were 0-10 last year, 0-7 in conference. Average loss was by 26 points. The closest they got was they lost by five points to Georgia Southern uh, last year. We are a 28-point favorite coming into this game. They do have a couple of interesting people on the coaching staff. Uh, First-year coach Terry Bowden, who's son of uh, Bobby Bowden, longtime FSU coach that passed away uh, in early August. Uh, And then Rich Rodriguez, formerly of uh, Michigan, who likes to air out the ball and play up tempo as their offensive coordinator. Um, His son transferred from Arizona to come and join the team and is going to be their starting quarterback. All that being said, though, they're very bad. It doesn't matter how much you want to go up tempo if you're just very bad. We are a 28-point favorite. Uh, Steven, do you think we cover that? What are you looking for in this game um, for it to be a success for Kentucky? Obviously, a win, a loss would be catastrophic. But what what are you looking for us to accomplish in this game, and do you think we cover that 28 points? Uh, 28 points, a lot of points. I'm going to say probably not. I'm going to say it's close. It's 24, 25, um, but not. I'm just looking for us to spread the ball around, throw the ball. I think we we know we can we can run the ball. We don't have to worry about that. Um, I think that uh, I think our defense we're pretty solid on, but I think it's going to end up coming down to throwing the ball this year. So I want to see us spread the ball around and make some deep passes, make some big big chunk plays. What we start we're needing to get. So got a player of the game. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Levis. Take the cheap way out if you're going to ask me first. I'm going to say they're going to let him get back and sling a little bit, and he's going to put up some yards. Since you picked Will Levis, I'm going to say Wandale Robinson, uh, that he comes out and has a really big game wow, catching the ball and also Chris getting Rodriguez. out there. You're going to get, oh, we'll give David C-Rod. There you go. Um, what uh, is a final score for this game? Well, I'm going to say we give up some points early. They put up 17, so – 25 more on top of that would be 32, I guess. So somewhere that's the weird number. So 31, 17, that's only 14. Isn't it? 31, 17, 14. So I yes. guess it would be 41. 42, 42, 17. There you go. Good math on my part. <laughs> I say we also win because it would be a very bad start to the year if we didn't. Um, oh I say, though, we blow them out 52 to 13, I think, is I like uh, our margin of victory there. Uh, I think and- David picks 7 nothing. See, I thought it was a hundred nothing. We'll we'll have to we'll have to ask him about that later. Um, all right. Well, Steven, sure, that's uh that's about it. I do have to do one more thing before we go. I don't know if you notice, but uh Will Levis, who's gonna be your uh player of the game, uh, and hopefully he does very well. He's gotten a lot of run recently on social media, uh, and even on some of the morning shows because he likes to eat bananas yeah, uh, with weird. a peel. It's very strange. Weird. Do you think he's a weird. psychopath? No, but he's weird. Mm. Well, I've not tried it, but I have a banana with me. And even though this is a podcast, I'm I'm gonna try it. And uh no, then I'm gonna not. I'm going to. Okay. So we've got the banana and I will eat it. And uh hold and on, I'll, hold I'll on, tell hold you what on. it is. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Okay. Wait. okay. We're 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 screen recording this from my phone, so good. Okay. I think right, we're we ready. We're back. All go right, ahead. here here we go with uh, trying a banana with the peel. First of all, why are you eating this sideways? How else would you eat it? Oh, my God. That was really bad. I couldn't swallow it. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, Will Levis is insane. That was disgusting. And this is the first week of the Big Blue Brothers. Uh, Steven, thank you for joining. No problem, man. All right. And for all of you listening, thanks so much. Join us again next week. We'll put out one of these every Sunday. Uh, don't eat a banana with a peel. That was disgusting. Will Levis is a freak, uh, but he's going to be a great quarterback. Until next time, we'll see you guys later.